Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, this story came like a tornado. Completely out of the blue. It was silent for us all for a second. And we were just trying to deal with all of the natural disasters that has been happening. Heck, there was even another hurricane that was about to take place. Makes me wonder if this was just natural or purposely happening. Or all part of some kind of depopulation act. I see another video. But let's get back to the point of this video. Okay, this video is about Harvey Weinstein, the big film producer and co-founder of Miramax Films and the Weinstein Company. Now you all know that I like to give a brief intro before I go in deep, so here we go. Harvey Weinstein was born on March 19, 1952 to Max Weinstein, a diamond cutter, and Miriam, a Jewish family. In Flushing section of New York City, Borough, he grew up with his younger brother, Bob Weinstein, in a housing co-op named Alec Chester in New York City. He graduated from John Bowne High School, University at Buffalo, and received an honorary SUNY Doctorate of Humane Letters in a ceremony at Buffalo in 2000. Also, Weinstein and his brother Bob and Corky Burger independently produced rock concerts as Harvey and Corky Productions in Buffalo through most of the 1970s. Oh, you'll be shocked of all they were into then. You have to remember this was in the 70s. You see, Weinstein brothers grew up with a passion for movies, so they took some of their profits from their concerts and used it to start a small independent film distribution company named Miramax name after their parents since they were into music and concerts their first was Paul McCartney rock show then that parlayed them making a deal with British films and that was quickly becoming a success with a fleet of movies so sick perverted and pedophile Disney offered 80 million dollars for the ownership of Miramax especially after the success of the crying game they had agreed to the deal that cemented their Hollywood clout. But upon the deal, they had remained to be the head of the company. The next year, they released the weird movie named Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. But it was the next movie that put them on the map. It was the famous movie named The English Patient. That won an Academy Award in 1997. Pulp Fiction was nominated, though but lost to Forrest Gump. I hope you're noticing the trend here. He makes a deal with Disney and the next movie that comes out is an instant hit. You see, the same thing happened with Ben Affleck who co-wrote Good Will Hunting, by the way, that Harvey Company helped produce, who also is rumored to be part of the same kind of sex cult with Harvey and the rest of the elite. This is why Ben has been so successful. He got into cahoots with the big leads and made a deal. Heck, even some of Ben's movies were sick. You know, I was going to do a video about Ben Affleck, but I deleted it because I was getting bored. But I guess that wasn't a really good idea because I kept 
getting alerts about Ben Affleck and now this Harvey Weinstein scandal it was like something was giving me signs to keep investigating this and regretting that I even deleted the whole entire script so I decided to kind of put it all within this script now let's start with his first accuser his first accuser was Catherine Kendall she was 23 years old at the time when Weinstein convinced her to come up to his apartment she said once she was there he stripped naked stood between her and the door and asked to show him her breast when he finally let her leave she told Michael Barbario of the daily podcast he went as far as to getting a cab with her and then wait for 20 minutes watching her after she got out but she didn't report his actions publicly at the time take a look at this when a naked Weinstein chased her around his Manhattan apartment and Catherine is good enough to be with me Catherine thank you so so much you're welcome so let's go back to 1993. Uh, you are starting out. You had met Harvey Weinstein in his office. He says to you, welcome to the Miramax family. Help put us in your shoes at the time. At age 23, what did that feel like to be standing in front of the Harvey Weinstein? Well, it was, I felt like it was an incredible honor. I was, I was, I felt so lucky that I had the meeting, that it went well, that he was inviting me to the Miramax family. I also felt like, it was a legitimate situation. Um, I didn't. It wasn't. I didn't have a meeting alone with him. There were there were people. The doors in his office were open. People were kind of coming in and out. There were women I were I was meeting that worked there. Um, you know, I, I felt like he was going to be a mentor for me, and he was going to help me learn my way through the business. So he has some scripts he wants to yeah. show you. Makes sense. He's this mega producer. Um, he invites you. Uh, ultimately, after a little bit, from my understanding, back and forth, he says, "Come to my apartment." How how did you you go? How did the whole thing start? Were you just chatting in his foyer? Um, the whole thing started was well, he actually invited me to a screening of a movie, and I ended up going, and it ended up just being a movie with me and Harvey at the movies was very strange and afterwards um, I sort of made an excuse like I've got to go home now and he said let me just go to my apartment really quickly I have to get something and I said I'll wait downstairs and he negotiated with me and bullied me and he ha you know you saw on the tape you heard the way he talks mm -hmm. he's intimidating manipulative. and manipulative and you, he's a bully and you end up sort of <laughs> giving in somehow going but I thought okay there's pictures of his wife in the apartment um, it's all right we have a conversation for a long time about art and politics and movies and I think that he's treating me like an intellect and and I feel sort of like okay this is safe this is all right and he goes to the bathroom and comes back after about an hour of us having a conversation um, and he comes back in a robe and asks me to give him a massage. And I say no, and he doesn't like that answer. So he asks several times, says other people do it all the time, sort of what's wrong with me that I'm making a big deal out of it, it's just a massage, I don't want to. If that goes back and forth, then he comes back, goes to the bathroom and comes back out completely naked. And you're thinking, how do I get out of here? How I'm thinking, feeling? how do I get out of here? Yeah, what, what are you thinking, what do you do? My, it's an immediate, my memory is an immediate adrenaline rush of how do I get out of here? What's gonna happen? 
is he going to rape me? Let's be honest. Is, you know, he's naked. That actually went through your mind. Absolutely. I mean, he's between me and the door. He's naked. He's a man. He is not taking no for an answer. He doesn't like this. He doesn't like that I'm not giving in to him. It's not, I mean, you don't know. How do you know? What kind of situation have I ever been in that's like that, that would make me, <laughs> I mean, there's no preparing for that moment. At least not in my world. I mean, no. if, you know, maybe for other people, he might make me think or try to make me think that that is normal. But you know it's not. And yeah. I knew, my body knew that it wasn't, yeah. you know? Yeah. So then how do you get out of there? Then it becomes a negotiation of, you know, let me go. I can't believe you're doing this. Now I feel really insulted. I'm angry. He becomes, uh, you know, he kind of chases me around a little bit and says, well, if you won't give me a massage, will you at least lift up your shirt and let me see your breasts? And like he's bargaining with you. If you don't do this, then maybe you could just do this. He's bargaining. And it goes on for a long time, and it's exhausting, you know. And it wears you down, and it makes you feel like you're not gonna get, you're not gonna win, you're not gonna get past it, you know. How do you how, get out? How do you get out, Catherine? Well, I finally get out. Somehow he says, "I'll let you, I'll let you leave if you let me take you to a taxi myself. Let okay. me take you to a taxi myself. I promise everything will be okay. I'm sorry, blah blah blah. I'll take you to a taxi." He takes me to a taxi. He gets in the taxi with me. I go downtown to a bar, I get out, I go into the bar, I ask the bartender to look at me like he knows me and please talk to me because Harvey is still sitting in the taxi staring at me through the taxi window, which is creepy and I'll never you know You feel why. his eyes on you. Yeah, absolutely. I can see, I can, I can see him. I can see the taxi, you know, I can see him looking at me. And then he leaves. Did, and did he, he ever? Leaves. Did he ever try contacting you? Yeah, he called me afterwards several times in the following weeks, and I, you know, I never saw him in um, a planned way again. Later years down the road, I saw him um, at some screenings and movies and things like that. But it was. I mean, I always felt horrible. Did Did you ever tell anyone what he did I to did. you? I did, you know, and of course, I cried on my mom's shoulder. Um, I told some of my closest friends. And, you know, I got some messages re recently from people who very sweetly said, you know, I hope I was a good enough friend to you at that time. I remember you telling me the story and I remember feeling helpless with you. I, I heard you earlier saying you, you felt shame. I did feel, I did feel shame. Why? And, well, you know, it's a funny thing. I think that I've come to learn that when somebody perpetrates against you, they, they put their shame on you. It's not yours, but they put it on you. And now you're carrying their shame. And you don't know why you feel so bad. Because they did something to you. But you do. And so often, we talk to people who who feel that way. They feel like there's something wrong with them. They did, they did something to deserve this or ask for this. They have that creepy, slimed feeling that it's their fault somehow. And that's the crime in all of this, you know, is that the innocent person feels dirty. 
what would you like to see happen with him? It's hard for me to even say what I want. I mean, he needs to get help. I think he's really, you know, he's got, he's got, he's sick. He's got a problem. But I think that I'd like to see women in general feel like their voices are heard. I don't want people to be afraid anymore to speak up. Women and men who've been perpetrated against. I feel like it should be a new time for people to feel safe to talk about this stuff. I agree with you, and I think it's just stunning for the for those of us not within the Hollywood sphere and, and learning about 30 years worth of these stories. And there are these stars, Catherine, who are coming out and saying they're shocked. I mean, even the legendary Meryl Streep said, you know, she knows him well. She says she had no idea if this was such an open secret. How well, you know? So I mean, shocked. he's manipulative. He's he's a manipulative man. He probably did a very good job at at convincing her he was a different kind of person. He's smart. He's a smart guy. You can see that about him very quickly um, in meeting him and talking with him, I think. I don't know how, how so many people didn't know. I really don't. But I'm suspecting that he did a good job, just like he did a good job of convincing maybe some of these other news stations to not run his story, or, I mean, or even his own board, that he was innocent. Mm -hmm. he, master manipulator. Here's my here's my last question. Um, you know, now that all of this has come out, Catherine, if if you could look Harvey Weinstein in the eye today, what would you say to him? Um, I would say that what you did really hurt me, and you need to know the damage that you caused. And I hope you're sorry. I hope you're sorry. Hmm. Catherine Kendall, thank you so much for speaking up. Of course, now thanks to Kendall, there has been many other women with strikingly similar allegations against Weinstein. You see, this also happened with Bill Cosby, although there isn't any solid evidence to his alleged actions, just hearsay. It also seems to be similar to what the women have said that Bill Cosby said and or done to them. But do also note, Weinstein is a good friend to Donald Trump, who, by the way, also had a falling out with Cosby prior to his sex scandal blowing up. Coincidence or setup? You can watch the video I did about Bill Cosby by clicking a pop-up above there or just clicking the link in the description below. Let's move on. You remember the scandal about Roger Ailes, the former CEO of Fox News. You see, there was evidence for his allegations, especially after Gretchen Carlson sued him for sexual harassment in 2016. Then a number of women came forward with similar allegations. You see, these women believe their careers have been damaged because they said no to powerful men like Weinstein and Ailes and complained about their behavior. However, in cases where accusers reached a settlement, they may be bound by non-disclosure agreements. Others who keep silent may fear the public humiliation and harassment that women who accuse powerful men so often have to endure. Oh, I'm not done yet. It seems that there is a recording from one of Harvey's accusers. Take a listen to this. Walk. Don't drink. Uh, can I stay on the bar? No, you must come here now. No. 
please. No, I don't want to. I'm not doing anything with you. I'm not embarrassing me. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. Come in no, here. yesterday was a kind of aggressive for I, me. I, I need to know a person. To I want to do a thing. I don't. Do a thing, please. I swear I won't. Just sit with me. Don't embarrass me in the hotel. I'm here all the time. I sit know, with me. I, I don't promise. Want to. Please sit there. Please. One minute. No, I ask you. Go to the bathroom. Please, I don't want to do something. I don't want. Go to, to the bathroom. Come here. Listen to me. I want to go downstairs. I'm not going to do it. See me again after this. That's it. If you don't, if you embarrass me in this hotel, I'm not embarrassing you. It's just that I don't I don't feel comfortable. I mean, don't have a thing with me. Please, I'm not gonna do anything. I swear, my children, please come in. On everything, I'm a famous I'm, guy. I'm feeling very comfortable right now. Please come in now, and one minute. And if you want to leave, when the guy comes with my jacket, Why yesterday you touch my breast? Oh, please, I'm sorry. Just come on. I'm used to that. Are you used to that? Yes, come in. No, but I'm not used to that. I won't do it again. Come on, sit here. Sit here for a minute, please. No, I don't want to. If you do this now, you will embarrass me. But no, I never call me again. Okay, sorry. I, I promise you, I won't do anything. I know, but yes, there was too the much. Guys, I, mean, I will never do another thing to you. Five minutes. Don't ruin your friendship with me for five minutes. Yes, I know, but it's kind of like it's too much for me. I can't. Please, you're making a big scene. Here. No, Please. but I want to leave. Okay, bye. Thank you. Okay, now let's get real. Weinstein is a very powerful man, and he's friends with many political figures such as Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton. Bush, Donald Trump, and many more. But that doesn't mean that they help him cover this sick shit up. Just because you know a person, it doesn't mean that you're helping them with their private sick endeavors. I'm talking about Hillary Clinton, who's constantly getting blamed for her now out of the limelight husband's sick affairs. It was Bill Clinton who brought Weinstein into the picture in the first place, not her. But she seems to get accused for his many transgressions. You see, all of these top sickles are all in cahoots together. They know where the underage sex camp is. They know who's all involved. I mean, these women said that sick Weinstein has invited them to watch him masturbate. He's even linked to the fleet of kidnapping that was done in D.C. not too long ago. Oh, don't think he doesn't know about Pizzagate? Hell yeah, he knows and do note that as soon as he feels that he's dug down too deep in the pit that he created for his damn self and there isn't any way out, he would start singing like a canary and bring everyone down to that pit with him. He'll, <laughs> I'm telling you, he'd be like, if I'm going down, all of you motherfuckers are going down, okay? You see, this is just still fresh and he's thinking it may just blow over because you have to understand he knows some pretty powerful people he can blackmail many of his sick partners who's also guilty and, and ask them to create some other scandal to distract people from him he has the power and he's desperate but the question is will they do it i guess we'll see because this is just like many roman catholic church priest scandals it would be a huge domino effect and it would trace back to the group who doesn't want to be exposed but are known for covering a lot of this stuff up. So my guess is they would do it or they will just kill him before he starts to talk. This show continue. Please subscribe.
out and sign up for my website. You can get an inside look at a listed video and a sneak peek at my upcoming video script. You can also see the making of one of my videos. Mm -hmm. Even have a personal chat with me and much more. So become part of the Truth Show family. There is no fee, just donation. You can help me build and recruit more leaders and open more eyes. Oh, don't forget to follow me and or like me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you want to listen while working out or driving, listen to me on SoundCloud and Spreaker. All the links are below. Hope to see you all soon. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.